0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I mean, he was cooking. You know, the, the Watkins play, obviously, that's what they signed him for. Watkins, a very similar redemption arc to MBS, probably a little bit more pronounced
2: it's February 2020, Chiefs versus 49ers in the Super Bowl. This is Remember That Game, the podcast about sporting events that take you on a journey and maybe chart the path of the zeitgeist. I'm your host, Thomas Hemmerich, and my guest is Sumer Sports VP and co-host of the Sumer Sports Show, Eric Eager. Eric, now in the three-time guest club as the Reed Mahomes Partnership goes for its own trilogy in KC. Eric, how different does it feel this time, Justin, packing your bags for Vegas compared to when you saw these teams down in Miami, uh, whoa, four years ago?
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. I went to the, the conference championship game. Um, one of my good friends now, the co-host that I I host, uh, the Red, Gold, and Bold podcast with Soren Petro. Um, I stayed in his house. I went to the, the AFC championship game the next day we were walking around trying to find a newspaper because this had been the first time the chiefs had gone to a super bowl in 50 years you're sitting in a diner together it was it was a crazy time right it was a crazy time and uh and you know now i was listening to his radio show on monday it's like it's old hat this is the fourth time in five years that they've made the super bowl this is now the third time i'm gonna get to go to the super bowl and cover the game obviously they went you know, the pandemic year none of us were really able to go and it's funny because I covered another Super Bowl the, the Bengals Rams where it felt different covering a Super Bowl without the minute and yet this whole season I had mentally prepared myself given how you know kind of inauspicious their their start had been the middle of the year had been and now to see them back in the Super Bowl in it part it feels part inevitable and then also feels surprising so I'm really uh, excited, uh, obviously, for this week. It feels crazy that the Chiefs get to host a playoff game in the Raiders stadium before the Raiders get to. Uh, All this kind of thing, all this stuff happens, and uh, it's just a funny league.
2: Wild how the league is, and makes it even more fun to analyze when uh, you dive into the, the statistical modeling data science a bit. I invite folks to order Dr. Eager's book, Football Analytics with Python and R Learning Data Science Through, through the Lens of Sports. It's like if you want to learn piano, a good way to start is by learning songs you like. I uh, figure listeners might dig this entryway to data science. The Niners with a big EPA per play advantage versus KC on defense in 2019. And this has flipped from D now to to O, where the Chiefs are middling in 2023-2024 season here. Niners again represented near the top of the league and expected points added per snap on both sides of the ball. Which imbalance do you prefer for Kansas City? And has your opinion or even the game itself changed over the years in a way that adjusts how you view it?
1: Having seen the Mahomes' arrow back when their defense wasn't very good, and it kind of goes all the way even to 2021, where. They start the season three and four, you know, their defense had gotten better down the stretch, but for the most part, you couldn't really rely on them. They gave up four touchdowns to Gabe Davis in the, in the playoff game to the bills, you know, they gave up the second half lead a 21 point, you know, 21, three advantage to Cincinnati. And now where you can trust this defense to hold the second half lead. I mean, they've only, they haven't given up more than seven points in the second half of a game since the green Bay game, a couple, you know, two months ago, really. And. Because like I can always trust Mahomes to do above and beyond his call of duty in big games. I could almost never trust, you know, in 2018, the Chiefs' defense to get it one stop against Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game when they really needed to to make the Super Bowl. I was on the edge of my seat, praying that a defense with Anthony Hitchens and Damien Wilson and uh, Kendall Fuller playing out of position at free safety. Rashad Breeland at corner could get us the stops they needed to come from behind and beat the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Like, I'm much more comfortable with this difference now, which is the defense can stop teams, and the defense can make in-game adjustments, and is impervious, has depth, right? Uh, Willie Gay doesn't play on Sunday. Uh, you know, Drew Tranquil plays in his stead, plays really good football. Uh, Brian Cook missed, you know, the second half of the season. Mike Edwards, who has Super Bowl experience against the Chiefs, is now in his stead a a veteran safety you know Mike Pinnell was on the 2019 Super Bowl team he's back replacing Derek Naughty who's been on IR you know for a couple weeks now I'm much more comfortable with this outfit the hard part is of course is back when it was Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey when they got the ball back in the second half of games I I knew they were going to score now I'm not as sure about it but I'm also not doing the mental math in my head where you know, Justin Herbert gets the ball back or Jimmy Grapple gets the ball back. And I got to think about, okay, the Chiefs got a volley here and score. I, I now know that there's an op- there's a really good chance they can get a stop. And, and it's a much, much different, it's a more comforting view to have the best quarterback and one of the best defenses on your favorite team.
2: Chiefs three and out to start, keyed by a batted pass from Nick Bosa. Then Debo immediately takes an end around into KZ territory. Mahomes and Kelsey answer with the two longest completions of the following drive at 7-3 end of first quarter. And yes, this is the 2019 season. Uh, while a high majority of these starting lineups have changed and you detailed a lot of defensive changes that have created a different environment for the Chiefs, some of the straws that really stir the drink are still around. What, what carries over as relevant for you?
1: Well, Kelsey's is the, the key one. And I think you know we've gotten to see that Kelsey is healthy now. Early in the season, he had the, the the bone bruise before the Detroit game. Comes back in the Jacksonville game. Kind of is never healthy all year. Still almost puts up 1,000 yards with one fewer game. But having that week off in Week 18 against the Chargers really has benefited him. He looks more spry. He looks healthier than he has been all season. That's been the carryover. You know, you've gotten a season out of Rasheed Rice that, especially when you look at how it's distributed, Juju last season, you know, was very good early, petered off late. Rasheed Rice has been kind of the opposite where he was getting going early and he's done really well. They don't, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has not been the deep threat that they signed him to be, but he's made big plays in the playoffs. Like those two things, like they've been able to rebuild Tyree Hill in the aggregate a little bit, better last year than this year. And, you know, the one thing that they have now that they didn't have in 2019 is they have a running back that's kind of a bona fide player. Back in, you know, 18 and 19, Damian Williams was kind of an, an off-the-bench player when, when Kareem Hunt left the team because of his off-the-field issues, and he was a great playoff player. But now they have a bona fide running back that is one of their star players, and he's, you know, carry that offense in, in in a situation that has not been, uh you know, they, since Kareem Hunt, he's been the best running back that they've ever had, and, you know, it's kind of out of nowhere as a seventh-round pick out of Rutgers.
2: Second quarter starts with a bad pick by Garoppolo. And then a first-place strike to Sammy F. Watkins. Chiefs take a 10-3 lead. What has gone, do you think, right or wrong in a way that, as, as you mentioned, trying to recreate the pass offense?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, Sammy Watkins, three years at, at $48 million is fine. Like You can overpay for that. You know, In a lot of ways, Frank Clark, they spent the draft picks on him, the $100 million contract. And so that ends up being things that you can overcome. When Patrick is making seventeen percent of the salary cap, the first quarterback ever in league history to win a Super Bowl, making more than fourteen percent, you can't make those errors. Now everybody's going to compare Marquez Valdez Scantling to Sammy Watkins, but MBS is making on average ten to eleven million. That's less, even after, even without adjusting for the growth of the cap. So they've made even lower probability gambles than they had to in the past because Patrick was starting out back then. Now, Patrick's a lot better than he was when they went out and got Watkins, when they went out um, and and signed, you know, the players that they signed. But, you know, they've been able to, you know, they're not as good at, at, but they don't have the resources. And so they've trusted Mahomes to overcome and to elevate the play of those around him. And for the last two years without Terry Hill, he's done that. And then they've used the resources that Tyree Hill afforded them in the trade to go build the places on the roster that Patrick Mahomes can't influence, which is pass rush with George Karloftis, Chris Jones, keeping him around for another year. Um, They probably would have had to trade Jones had they not traded Hill. Keeping Chris Jones, Karloftis in the draft with that one of those first-round picks. And then, of course, in the secondary where, you know, Sneed was already there, but you were able to go out and get Justin Reed. You were able to go out and get Mike Edwards. You were able to use some picks to go up and get Trent McDuffie, who's a superstar, first-team All-Pro corner you're able to build that defense and now the part of the the part of the game that patrick mahomes is powerless to help which is the defense he they're better there and then the parts where he can help and build right it's frustrating you know for him probably to have a receiving core that isn't as good but as the season progresses he's obviously gotten better at being able to use them uh you know to to make the offense better and last week of course he was able to trust a a player in marquis valdez scantling at the end of the game that has not been trustworthy for them for most of the season.
2: Jimmy G was in the middle of the game. He kind of gets cooking, would put up some great clean pocket stats that day, despite having George Kittle's maybe ticky-tack OPI wiped off uh, for a long catch that probably cost San Fran a field goal try, 10 up at intermission. GQ would then find guys at the intermediate level uh, as the Niners mounted a twenty ten lead with Niners having the ball the fourth quarter. How worried were you in the stands about Jimmy G making that three-score game?
1: Well, it wasn't even that the Niners' offense was moving it all that well, right? It was 10-10 at halftime. You know, they got the three, I think, coming out. Um, Patrick threw two interceptions, right? He threw one to Fred Warner, and that turned into seven. Um, they go into the fourth quarter. They were driving, and the ball goes off. Kyrie kills hands. Travarius Moore got an inter- Their nickel, their dime safety gets a pick in the red zone. The Chiefs kept getting stops, right? They kept, you know, and the Niners, for whatever reason, stopped running the football to, you know, in some of those drives. Chris Jones, who up until that point and after that point had not had a postseason sack, batted balls down. Kendall Fuller almost had an interception. You know, I think, you know, Shanahan's career, whether that be in Atlanta, whether that be in San Francisco, has been marred at times with clamming up in big games. And his quarterback, you know, obviously did, did the same. Now, when they were able to get the the final, you know, the Wasp play, I was in that end zone. I saw Pat. It was one of the most impressive plays I've seen. When he when he made that throw and they got the touchdown to Travis, you know, the first thing came to my head, I was like, I don't know if they're going to be able to get a stop. I'm hoping they go get a field goal, right? And the and Chiefs can come down and score seven, get the extra point, win by one. They get an actual real-life stop. They're able to drive down almost to the point where they gave San Francisco too much time, get the... Quick completion to Kendrick Bourne. You know, they're to midfield. And in a weird in a weird way, they obviously that throw to Emmanuel Sanders. I think like a touchdown on that play probably would have been a decent outcome for the Chiefs because they get the ball back with a chance to tie with a field goal. Instead, that goes incomplete. And then the fourth down, inexplicably, the Niners don't send any short players out in the pattern. They they run four players deep. And so Frank Clark's able to get there in a sack after four and a half seconds, and that's not on Jimmy G. That's not on offensive line. That's on Kyle for not calling a play that has an outlet pass. And you know, so that ends up being the game. And then you know, the Chiefs just needed a first down or two. And Damian Williams, you know, to his credit, or you know, at, at the end of the season, it doesn't really matter. You'd like for I. The only words I that came out of my mouth in the stands of that game were "Get down" when Damian yeah. got loose on that one. Everybody that bet the Chiefs team total over loved the fact that he, he scored, of course. Uh, and, and anybody who, uh, my my co-host and uh, at the time, and my 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 good friend George, he had Niners teased with under. Uh, the Niners teaser died on that play, and of course oh. that 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 was a, a big loss for him. But it, you know that that at the end there was sort of you know, it, it snowballed, right? And, and it snowballed on, on Kyle Shanahan the way that it did for, for him in the Atlanta. But uh, yeah, that was a big question mark for me. And I wouldn't have a similar worry now for them getting those stops as I, I did back then. I was very surprised that they were able to get those stops. And I think in many ways it was the 49ers offense that stopped themselves rather than the other way around.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.
2: I think you might have had recommended back then the the Patrick Mahomes MVP as a as a sharper line than the than the Chiefs money line. Um, so if you had Mahomes MVP, maybe you're slightly worried when Mahomes, when Damien Williams runs in that last one. You're like, oh no, please don't lose the lose the yeah. plot, voters. And then yeah, Garoppolo has a chance to put Niners up 27-24, Has Emmanuel Sanders deep. Terrell Suggs has beaten McGlinchey and is just about home. Maybe throws it off a little bit. Not in the lap like Chris Jones had a had a Bills offensive lineman with with Josh Allen, but it, it seems like both those situations. It's about 90 seconds left. And Chiefs are more concerned with the sticks than giving up the deep score. Do you think that's something by design there that they're saying uh, you're either going to beat us now or we're going to beat you now? You're not going to beat us with under 30 seconds left on defense. Yeah,
1: I think that's a Steve Spagnuolo staple, right? And I think that, you know, that's that's done them really well, obviously, in that game. Uh, it's done them poorly. I, I think about Cincinnati week 17 of 2021 where, you know, they had third and forever and they ran an all-out blitz and they had Traverius Ward one-on-one with Jamar Chase and he caught the ball at the 11 and the Bengals were able to bleed the clock and kick a game-winning field goal and they lost, right, because they were, they were unwilling you know to sort of like play the play to the sticks right they were they were they were playing you know they were playing the end zone right or they're playing the sticks right they were they were not playing the end zone and you know now the chiefs you know offense is maybe not quite as good i don't know if they necessarily play as aggressively in a situation that's similar, right where you're thinking about now the niners defense is nowhere near as good as it was back in 2019 so maybe the calculus is abruptly the same where you know, you give up a score, you trust the best player in all of football to come back and answer in a, in quick form. But I, I, it's it's a good question. I, 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 that's a really good observation. Where you know, maybe you don't play this, maybe you don't, maybe you play the line of scrimmage and not necessarily the sticks as much um, because you're okay with giving up a touchdown as long as you have enough time to win. Um, where a lot of teams, you know, they get bled out in plays like that, and you know, you thought you saw the Buffalo game where. You know the Bills were in a weird position where they could have, you know, bled the clock, scored a game-winning touchdown without much time left for the Chiefs to do anything, and and you know, fortunately for Kansas City, they were able to get a real actual stop and force a missed kick, um, because you know, a, a lot of times teams get stuck defensively without much power, right? Without the ball, all you have is your timeouts, and a lot of times, you know, good on Andy Reid; he's been much better with his timeouts and his challenges, um, but you know. A lot of times, teams don't really get that you you should be aggressive in those situations when you have a great offense that can answer.
2: Joe Buck uh, sets the table. This is the stadium where Joe Montana found John Taylor in Super Bowl twenty three to beat the Cincinnati Bengals twenty to sixteen with the game hanging in the balance. And now it's not Montana; it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like so, you, more confidence in the Chiefs' defense. But do you, do you feel like Brock Purdy? It makes this a significantly better offense than Jimmy had at that time.
1: I think that this offense is better because of the of how good McCaffrey is relative to like you know Raheem mostert and uh Tevin Coleman. I think the offensive line back then was better, which makes us that that team a little bit more scary. I think the offensive line for the 49ers right now is Trent Williams and a bunch of players who are maybe not great you know you you don't have lakin tomlinson anymore you don't have um kevin mark McGlinchy anymore it, it's not as great you know um which which i think makes purdy's accomplishments more uh impressive than garoppolo's accomplishments even after adjusting for things Ayuk was is a better player than kendrick Bourne was uh kittles probably not as good as he was in 19 um but samuel's more refined i think um but yeah but the running back position's better I, they're not as scary to me because I don't think the Chiefs defense is n- anywhere near at the whims of the opponents as they were before.
2: Casey with back-to-back touchdowns. The 2019 playoffs, you almost expected that when they were down after what they did with, against the Texans and, and Titans rallying. Uh, the go-ahead drive features Mahomes diming it to Sammy Watkins after San Fran rotates post-snap to the side with Kelsey and Hill. Then the touchdown is a fake to Tyreek going one way, Damian Williams the other way on a pass out of the backfield. Kelsey blocking Richard Sherman into the safeties path. Where does this finish rank in your pantheon of dishes from chef Andy?
1: I mean, he was cooking. I, you know, the, the Watkins play, obviously that's what they signed him for. Watkins, a very similar redemption arc to MBS, probably a little bit more pronounced. Uh, the big touchdown against the Titans the week before and the, or, yeah, and then the, the, the six for 90 uh, in that Super Bowl. Uh, and then you have the really great play. by. I mean, this this offense has never been better, including last year, than when running backs make plays out of the backfield. And Damian Williams was so good there. Uh, it was one of the better drives of the of the, uh, the read era. And he, you also had the you know, the great move by Mahomes in the pocket to avoid pressure to get a ball over to Kelsey uh, early in that drive as well to get them out of the, the shadow. Uh, of where they were, so a great drive by by Andy. You know, only surpassed really by basically the whole second half that he had against the Eagles, which was, given Mahomes' injury hit status, one of the best halves I've ever seen a coach call plays uh, with uh, the you know
2: last season. Chiefs win this thirty-one twenty. The markets rate the Chiefs as the Super Bowl favorite and San Fran as the NFC fave the following season. Neither of those happened. Kansas City is now going for a third title in this Reed Mahomes partnership. And San Fran has three straight NFC title game appearances. Uh, we covered some of the roster turnover. In remaining contenders, what theories about these teams over the years proved correct and which assumptions eventually uh, showed their flaws?
1: With San Fran, it's really, you know, in 2019 they saw a quarter they saw a quarterback come from behind double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter and win a football game. And, you know, we, we've we all seen the comeback stats for Shanahan. We've all seen him exercise some of those demons with Brock Purdy this postseason. But, you know, you have that season. You had the pandemic year where they struggled because of Garoppolo's injury. I think they went into the draft in 2021 dead set on getting a Patrick Mahomes. And ultimately, that didn't work. And I think one of the narratives that they have shown is, that isn't the end of the world. Right. No one gets fired if you have if you could still build a team full of great players. And they, they've they done that. And so they've, they've broken a lot of the narratives about what it is like to build a team, a, a real team in the NFL. Uh, I think Kansas City, you know, obviously is, has shown what it is to mature. Right. Like the Niners make it. Every Super Bowl since 2017 and every Super Bowl since one other than one since 2012 has included a team built around a quarterback making rookie deal money. The Chiefs were that team in 2019 and 2020. Now, the Chiefs are the only team in the salary cap era and the only team, you know, in these mega deal eras. To mature enough to win the Super Bowl, given those restraints. The you know, when you had Patrick making that much, you know, being that big of a surplus, you can make mistakes on Sammy Watkins, you can make mistakes on uh, you know, Frank Clark. And in and, and they weren't, you know, pure mistakes. The bar was just lower for those guys. Once you got to the Bengals lost in the 2021 AFC title game, now you had to sell off some pieces and build build from the draft. And now this team is kind of like, when you look at Brett Beach, it's not just Patrick. They've, they've like cooked with gas in every single draft that they've had for three years now. And it, they've, they've kind of showed the blueprint on the other side, right? The, the Niners kind of have the easy blueprint where you have a cheap quarterback and you can supplement around him. The Chiefs have the hard one where you have a great quarterback making a lot of money and you have to supplement around him. Both of these teams kind of build the team, the team, the two different ways to win a Super Bowl. The one is tried and true, which is young quarterback on a rookie deal. The other one has only been done by the Chiefs and the and the Patriots paying, you know, uh, Tom Brady less than market rates, and that you know and and those are the two ways to win. and And I think it's cool that they're they're sort of, you know, they're facing off you know next week in an emblematic sort of uh, expression of of what wins football games in the NFL.
2: Before that 2019 title, the Chiefs hadn't won a championship in your lifetime a uh, string of upset losses. We've uh, done an episode on the 95 Chiefs losing at home. It's a one seed. They ended up doing it a few more times. How was it that night for you? And how's fandom for you changed post monkey off the back?
1: Oh, I mean, it was fun. You know, you, you ride back and there's a great story in the last episode of the PFF forecast uh, with me and George where George's phone dies and my, you know, I can't get an Uber. So I run across and get a traditional cab and you know, it's you know, and we're sitting there, and George is steaming because his favorite team lost, and I'm beaming because my favorite team wins, and you know, it's a lot of fun. And it's you know, I know people in the Chiefs building now, and pretty good friends with a few of them, and it's so much fun to see their success and you know what they you know what they've built uh, individually for themselves and collectively as a group, and it, it is a lot of fun to 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 you know to to watch them mature in in their in their uh, in their professional lives and so you know i it's different you know i watch the chiefs championship games now like i'm pretty stoic when mbs caught the ball i lost my i lost my i'll be honest with you i, I did um but it, it's not the same anymore right because they're it's just kind of the expected thing now you're more relieved i watch regular season games differently now because none of them really matter all that much right i have some you know i i I find different teams. I, I I found Detroit early. I was on Detroit early, and now like I kind of enjoy their run. And you know, I was sad when they lost. You know, last week to the San Francisco. Um, it's different, right? I'll obviously be really happy if the Chiefs win, um, but at the same time, like I have friends who work for the Ravens, and I would have been happy for them had they won the other day. So it's it's a different thing now, right? Once you have a few uh, in, in your fandom uh, that you can look back on fondly. Uh, and even if they lose, right? There's people I know that work for the Niners that I'll be happy for when they win, you know, win winner, if they win the Super Bowl. Uh, and so it, it's just different now, but uh, but it's it's still it still does me it's not fun. And I can't, you know, there are some teams that are easier to cover Super Bowl week. And obviously, when you're going around, you're interviewing with Jim Rome and and Doug Gottlieb and you know Scotty Farrell, and you you you're talking about your favorite team. It just comes to you so much more easily. And so it's much, it's a much easier experience and more enjoyable experience covering the fit, your favorite team on radio row. So that's of course, a, a positive experience for me.
2: This has been another episode of remember that game, please rate review, subscribe, and check out more episodes.